0: and replace them with facts, research, and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings, rehabs, and the shackles of endless recovery. Let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free. Welcome to the truth. Hey everyone, Michelle here. I'm so excited to let you know about Freedom Model International Membership. Get support as you deprogram from the 12 steps and the shackles of addiction recovery. For a low monthly membership fee, you get the Freedom Model online program, which includes our books, our audiobooks, workbooks, and all the additional lessons. You also get the Freedom Model for the Family online program as well. You will get a live, members only two hour question and answer webinar with Mark and myself the last Wednesday of every month. And each week, we're going to add a new video lesson. We call this the What We Learned This Week series. Lastly, we also have the Freedom Model International monthly newsletter where we're going to tackle the current events and the latest research for you. All this for just $39.95 per month. You can stay a member for as long as you need, and you can suspend or cancel your subscription whenever you're ready. Go to online.thefreedommodel.org to sign up today. Hi, everybody. Hi, this is the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar.
1: And I'm Mark Sheeran, and we are the co-authors of The Freedom Model for Addictions, along with uh,
0: Stephen Slate. And what we're going to talk about today is the name of our podcast. We were looking up different addiction podcasts, and there's like all kinds of really strange names, and like even there's there's a couple that are above us on the I guess it's like the top 50 po- addiction podcasts or whatever. And, um, and when we, we picked this name, it was 2018. And so that was now just about four years ago. I think our first episode was July of 2018. And I was shocked. I remember being shocked that there wasn't another podcast with the name Addiction Solution. And so we started talking about it today and I know why that is. Yeah. She
1: said something really funny at, at, uh, well, maybe it's not that funny. It's really kind of tragic. Um, but she said something at breakfast, we're all sitting together and she said, well, that's because nobody believes there's an actual solution. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. It's like the whole prevailing thought around addiction is that there's, there's not a solution. There's no cure. There's no,
1: there's only recovery.
0: At, yeah, and you're, you'll you'll always be struggling. You'll all oh, that that's that is what all these so so what the heck do all these other addiction podcasts talk about? Well, that's right?
1: A, yeah. <laughs> well, I st- I've listened to a couple, and just to see uh, initially, I haven't done it in a while. Initially, to see how it how it works, you know, when we're doing when we're coming up with the idea of a podcast. And uh, I couldn't believe it. It was like, you know how there's a trend in books with memoirs?
0: Yeah, Everybody
1: wants to talk about their memoir and yes. their drug-taking memoir and recovery memoir. Um, obviously, I'm making fun of that. Um, so it's it's a lot, the podcasts I realized were a lot like that, where they just simply talked about drinking, drugging, the horrors of it, and then it's just an emotional plea you know it's
0: it's a meeting it's basically
1: oh that's perfect
0: yeah it's basically in an aa or an na meeting but in a podcast form and you you know where you're just listening to other people's war stories right i mean that's what it seems like most of these addiction podcasts are all about is is about um i'm going to share my experience strength and hope with you yeah so so but not there's a lot less of strength and hope and more, a lot of experience right. Well, here's why.
1: so they they frame uh, the entire experience as the battle. Yeah, and here's what's really interesting about the battle with addiction, which is from our perspective, is only created at a it's basically created out of thin air. it's a it's a it's a way of framing things that's not correct. but it's a virtuous battle yes, you know you're doing yes. something that is that is very um uh people see it as amazing as tough, amazing
0: you're you're so courageous yeah yeah
1: you're you know courageous.
0: like like you know i look at somebody that's battling cancer and i do view that as incredibly courageous and um and and virtuous to a certain extent because the, you know that's a that, that you're battling something that, that is not under your control. Well, that's where a battle is, yeah. right? There,
1: there is no battle with something you can control because you control it. Right. And so the loss of control frames out this whole idea that, you know, there's a battle to be had. There's a There's an entity that you have to battle with and or you have to battle yourself like there's a dual mind right. within you. And that's just not reality. So, so yeah, I don't think they see a solution (laughs) as something that is finite and that you can, that you can move on. It's funny because we'll be talking to people. People will call us and want to come to the retreat or do private instruction or whatever. And, and they'll, They'll say, you know, oh, I forgot my train of thought.
0: I hate that. I hate it's when a that drug dies. use <laughs> from a long time age. ago. <laughs> age. It's, it's probably more age. Oh, so well, I, 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 I was thinking when he was talking though, about, you know, this, this idea that it's almost like they don't want a solution. It's like, because there's, there's a certain amount of. Pride in the courageous battle with addiction, so that if if you if the problem is solved, if the problem can be solved within your own mind, which is exactly where it can be solved, which is what we talk about all the time, is how you do that, how you take something that you really love to do, but that isn't doing the things for you that you thought it was doing, that is is the costs have become very very high for this activity that you really loved to do. To do, I mean, we talk about this you know, it's, it's a change of mind. That's the solution. And if it's that relatively easy, and I don't say easy because it's easy, like leaving a marriage is easy. Okay. That that's where I, where I go. That's the good comparison is, is, but compared to the battle with addiction, which is you're you think you're battling this this amorphous boogeyman that is hell bent on yourself, on your destruction. Um, that there's something about that that is there's an allure there that people that people kind of like. So all these people that are doing these podcasts, and, and what I think is sad about it, it it's sad on a couple levels. The people that are doing these podcasts are talking about their battles um and getting a certain amount of I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Uh, Notor- reverence, yeah. notoriety, because yeah, and they're and they're talking about how tough it is. So one of two things are happening here: either it is really, really tough for them when they're at home and they're you know battling themselves, which I think is incredibly sad that they're struggling that hard, or it's not tough and they're lying and they're doing people a grave disservice by saying this is a tough battle for me when they go home and everything is hunky dory. Do you see what I'm saying?
1: I do. I do. I, I, I'm I'm thinking about something else here. I was just writing some notes down so I don't forget. Um, you know, how is it that we get caught up in this whole battle thing? Why why is that so attractive? You know, why is it so attractive that somebody would would focus maybe two to three hours a day? Going to meetings, making coffee at AA meetings, helping their sponsees, listening
0: being, to addiction podcasts. Right.
1: All this, all this stuff. And how is it that really smart people, me and Michelle are not dummies, and we got caught in the cult of Alcoholics oh, Anonymous sure. for, for over a decade? You know, how is it that people do that? And why do they invite that into their life? So a cult can't exist without people wanting one. And they may not realize it, but they want something. So what is it that they get out of these these cults like Alcoholics Anonymous? And, And what it is is people, human beings will do just about anything to have a battle, to distract themselves from being sometimes more successful with their life or distract themselves from the negatives in their life or distract themselves from the mundaneness of life and so they'll go and they'll just immerse themselves in talking about problems. Mm. And that can be really attractive.
0: Oh, for sure. To people. People pay therapists, you know, thousands to hollers to sit and talk about their problems. So in the
1: absence of problems, what do you have? You have space in your life. And then all of a sudden, the reality that you have free will becomes very in focus because when you get rid of distractions all of a sudden your mind is clear and there's only forward and backward. Am I going to think about my past? Am I going to dwell on my past? Am I going to lead my life by by ideas of the past or am I going to build and move on? And so that's what I was going to say earlier. I knew it would come full circle. When we talk about moving on, when we talk to somebody that wants to come to the retreat or whatever service and we use the word move on, I discovered this by accident years ago, decades ago. I'd say, yeah, you can move on from dr- drug addiction, and they'd say, really? Did you just say move on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and I'd say, yeah, you can you can move on from that, but if you have a battle, there's you can't move on. You understand? It keeps you entrenched in this talking, this mm-hmm. thing, yeah. And and so it's it's um, moving on is so important. If you can keep that as the focus of what you're trying to do suddenly you'll realize I have to jettison, I have to let go of my past. I have to let go of ideas that have kept me trapped. I can't move on. Move on means you're letting go of something and you're moving on to something new. And that's a powerful idea, you know? Um, So now if you're battling something, you're keeping it alive, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I mean,
1: you know you can't you have to have an enemy and so you create them in your mind we've created an entire industry of enemies and that is the battle with addiction the battle with depression i battle with things that are happening to me constantly and it creates this victimhood and then you become you become really really sort of subservient to cults You can easily get entrenched in them because then you can get caught up in this whole idea of battling and a place to go where everybody understands you and you get into the subculture. This whole thing develops in your life that's really unhealthy. And I've done that. I I spent years. And then finally, I said, Jesus, I just want to move
0: on. Yeah. Yeah. Look, at the reason we called it the addiction solution, and that was for us, that was kind of an easy Almost too easy, you know. We're like, what should we call our podcast? The addiction solution. And I can remember thinking, oh, somebody else has surely got that, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. name, right? And yeah. so what we mean by a solution we're, we're, is you realize that you're free. Number one, that you that you were never controlled by a substance. You've never been controlled by that. You were never controlled by some imaginary fictitious disease that existed in your brain. Your brain is not broken. Um, you, what, what the solution is, is you realize that you have the same struggles as every single other human on the planet period. And that living life in general is full of them is full of struggles. And, and that this, this obsession or love affair you have with a substance is something you can change. You know, it's not different than somebody else's obsession or love or fail with reading books or with whatever other activity people like to do. Because we all have things we like to do or don't like to do, right? Nobody gets addicted to something they don't like, and and that it, if we, uh, the solution is, is if we look at it, if we look at this, our heavy substance use as nothing more than something that we really have liked to do and we've, we've started doing in a way that maybe doesn't serve us well anymore, because if it was still serving you well, you wouldn't look for a solution.
1: You wouldn't question it.
0: No. And, and so if you, if you're listening to this podcast, or if you're, you're a member of our, uh, you know, Freedom Model International membership and you're going through the online program or, or maybe you've got the book and you're reading the book, um, you're, you're doing that for a reason. So so you're doing that because this this thing that you love to do doesn't serve you that well anymore. And you're looking for what? A solution. You're looking for a solution. But if you're listening to recovery podcasts where there's no solution there, where they're just chatting away about everybody's problems. Then you're
1: ruminating again. You're
0: ruminating, which is alluring, can be alluring for sure. Yeah, it's a
1: great distraction yep. from from focusing and facing yourself and your situation and moving forward.
0: Yeah, but but there's not a solution in rumination.
1: No. The thing about solution means to solve. Yeah. It means to solve. There's a line drawn in time that says I had a problem, now I don't have a problem because I've solved the problem. Then what do you do when you solve the problem? And that's the great fear of recovery. Yeah. Recovery is afraid. The concept of recovery is afraid of solving the problem because the recovery is not needed. Mm-hmm. And the entire recovery institution would be unnecessary. And so I was, I was looking at, I wrote some notes, solution. I'm free to think differently. Yes. And that means, so so when we talk about a solution, we're not talking about abstaining. We're not no. talking about moderating. We're talking about, Either or, yes. or heavy use even. It's, it's knowing that you are the one choosing and have always had control. Always have had control. Minus being passed out, obviously, you know, unconscious. But anytime you are conscious, no matter how drunk you are, you're in control. Your body may be sloppy. <laughs> I get that. But you're still mindfully in control. So uh, a solution is knowing that. Yeah. And then there's no fear. Now you, you've, you've taken control of the situation. You're now in the driver's seat. Then you can decide, do I want to, to solve the problem completely? Know that I have control and then act accordingly. What would be my happiest option? But you can't pick your happiest option. If you feel like you're under the gun of some sort of nebulous force, that's going to force you in some way to behave in a, in a certain way. And uh, so there's, there's, to solve something means to move on from it.
0: That's exactly right. Now we have people in our, we have a private Facebook group called um, the Freedom Model Group. And there's some, some wonderful posts in there recently um, about people who are learning. They're in the process of learning what they prefer because that's, that's really the process of deliberation is, is, is about figuring out how you can be happier, right? So, so you we have people that are like, thank God for the freedom model because you know, I can go out and I'll have a couple of drinks and they recognize it, they become mindful and go out and have a couple of drinks with friends and that's it, and I'm happy. Well, the other night though, I went out and I drank a little more than I wanted and I'm just going to try yeah, and figure that, that all, out.
1: We see that, which all
0: the time. I think is amazing because they're not there because when you're in recovery, if you go out and you drink a little more than you want then that's evidence of your disease. That's evidence that somehow you were out of control. No, you weren't out of control. The solution is knowing, you know what? I changed my mind and I decided I wanted four more drinks after I had the first three. You know, it's like each drink I chose.
1: And so, yeah. So so in recognize that, you realize you're in control the entire time. The entire time. So we take it out of the realm of this out of control idea and fail your idea. And instead, you say, okay, I chose that. Was it my happiest option at that moment? Yeah, but now I'm seeing that I could probably be happier doing something different. And that's why I wrote, I'm free to think differently. Yes. That's freedom. Because once you take all of this back into the realm of the human consciousness, your mind, well, that's a free thinking thing. You yeah. get to think whatever you want. Nobody else is in there.
0: Right. You're the only one there, right?
1: There, there is no nebulous force called addiction that's within your that's uh, mind or your brain. And they're two yeah. separate things there. But yeah. but they're
0: yeah. So the solution we want you to know, look at this is this is water, but it might be something else, right? And I don't want people to be scared to walk by a liquor store. Right. You know, I don't want somebody to look at that and go, I used to put vodka in that. Even the bottle of water is a trigger. It scares oh, yeah. me. I right? hate the trigger. You know, word. I being free means that I, I can go anywhere. I can do anything. I can be places where I where I used to get high. I can walk by the crack house. I can, you know, get paid on a Friday and maybe get it all in cash. I can do whatever I want and know that I'm the one in control at all times. Yeah. That's it. That I don't, I'm not going to be triggered into use because my boyfriend breaks up with me because something tragic happens in my life because tragedies happen all the time. And, and so the process of, of the solution, of finding a solution is, is figuring out what substances can and can't do for you how much you still like it how much you still like intoxication how much you still like the ritual of all of it yeah that's that's a big
1: deal too the yeah. ritual part yeah
0: yeah so and you can build rituals around anything
1: that you want we constantly build rituals mm-hmm. we constantly habituate Anything that's important to us, our, our mind and our brain and our body will will habituate every single thing we do with repetition, yes, uh, to become more efficient at it. So that's a normal process. So there's there is no thing called addiction that compels you to use. No. So when we use the word addiction, you know, we're using it just because it's it's the word, right? But there's no compulsion, there's no compelling, there's no force outside of you that's making you do this. Right. and and when you realize that and that crystallizes and you know that you're the one doing it you're doing everything your mind is the operative thing that's freedom it right really there boy is. i mean it's it's a massive shift because you no longer feel a victim of something
0: yeah that's exactly right now then it just becomes about you and what you like and don't like And, and so we, we had a recent podcast about what if I really still like it? Like, I really like, we've had people talk about that. Like, Oh, I still really like intoxication. I still really, um, like the ritual. Um, well, there are a whole lot of things in this world that you can learn to like, or learn not to like, like you even have control over those things. Mm -hmm. And, but what it takes is challenging yourself, um, to kind of break out of the routine break out of the rituals that you have and build new ones Mm -hmm. and experiment with different things. That's what we talk about, like running the abstinence experiment and figuring out how can I be happy without this thing that I love so much. Um, And, and so that's, and if you look at your life, you've done that with all kinds of things in your life. You know, if you look at substances no differently than you look at, a relationship, then you look, I mean, there are people who once thought they couldn't live without someone who are now living without that person. Yeah, 50% of the population is divorced. Exactly, exactly. So, and maybe decided that they're happier for it. That happens all the time with substances.
1: Yeah. All the time. Yeah, nine out of 10 people, if given enough time, figure it out. They they know that they're they're done. You know, they want to move on. It's natural for the human being to move on. It's Jeez. natural to evolve. It's very unnatural to stay with one thing for a lifetime.
0: Yeah. To, to keep, be, to keep have, doing something you loved at 16 until you're 70. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so what, what other area in your life?
1: Give me, uh, and I want you to think about this. Let's say you started drinking and drugging like I did at 12, but let's say 16 or even 25 or 20 at college. And then the pattern developed from there. What other thing do you love with such ferocity? Such, right, that such, you did when you were 16. All encompassing to the point to where it's drowned out every other part of your life. Yeah. What other thing is like that? And then people say, yeah, you see, it's an addiction. Mark, <laughs> you're, you're making my case for me. No, what I'm making a case for is that you've learned yeah. that it's an addiction. You've learned. That's true. That you will always love this thing. You've learned the lie that it's a biochemical reality that it's changed your brain and you won't like anything else. And because you believe it, it's become your truth. And that's the problem. That's the problem. So part of this, this moving on part or being uh, in a solution based thing is devaluing the drug. You have to devalue its powers. So it's a a multifaceted educational process. One part is experimenting. Another is knowing you have free will. Another is knowing that you choose it. Another is devaluing this idea that the drug has some sort of power to change your mind for you. Now, if any of this seems like ridiculous or you don't understand what I'm talking about, then you need to go through the program and understand what we're talking about.
0: Yeah. Yes. So, so... I mean, it's, it's, it is a bit of a process, especially. I mean, if you've grown up in our culture, you've learned about the addiction disease. You've probably learned from a young age. They teach it in schools that, you know, doing drugs is, you know, even once will open you up to addiction. Uh,
1: Yeah. Susceptibility. Yeah. That is such a lie.
0: Yeah. If you have a parent that is in recovery or you have a parent that's a heavy substance user, then, then, oh, you're You're at risk. You're at risk. You're going to be addicted. It's in your genetics. Look, at they've been looking for a genetic link for addiction for- the better part of a hundred years. It's not been found and it's not for lack of funding. It's not for lack of research. That's
1: because addiction isn't a physical thing. It's a behavior. It's not a biochemical brain disease thing. It's a way of thinking. It's desire. It's a preference for heavy intoxication based on things we've learned and been taught our whole lives. Yep. Yep, That's all it is. Now that's powerful because your mind is the thing that runs your life. So if you've been taught this stuff and you believe it, my god it becomes your truth. And I say that in every podcast. So what you believe is what you are. Yeah. Not figuratively, literally. You whatever you think is who you are. That's who you are. So if you think you're addicted, if you think you're powerless, if you think you're compelled to use, if you think that you're always going to love drugs more than any other activity, well you're screwed. Yeah. You're screwed. If you
0: have those beliefs, then they're your reality. That is, you are what you think. But
1: you get to change them. Yeah. With different information comes different thoughts. With different thoughts come different behaviors. With different behaviors comes a new life. That's the order that life works in. So you have to change your thoughts through new information. And that's what the Freedom Model provides.
0: Yep. And so to wrap it up, we are the Addiction Solution Because we have a solution when nobody else, not only do they not have a solution, but they don't want one.
1: And they amplify mythology.
0: Yeah, exactly. To make themselves stay relevant or for whatever their own personal reasons why they want to keep battling the boogeyman of addiction that is not real. Um, But if you're listening to us, you got a fighting chance uh, to find real freedom And um, so let me just tell you a little bit about the Freedom Model International membership. One of the reasons we started the membership was because we wanted everyone to be able to have access to our online programs, um, which does walk you through the process of figuring out what you want and showing you that you have control yeah. and yeah, that you awesome. can be free. Um, and, and we are going to be over the, the next year or two, you know, adding to the freedom model online program, updating it, making changes to it. We are also in the process of updating our book. Um, so we will have a new book coming out in the next year, 18 months. And, uh, but I, it's it this is a process of figuring things out just like everything else so so you can you know join our membership for just 39.95 a month and get access to our books our workbooks everything um at uh online.thefreedommodel.org um and i mean it's it's uh it's really great value.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're going to get uh, four new lessons a month. You're going to get a two-hour live Q&A with Michelle and I, just like yes. this. You get to talk with us live.
0: Which is uh, actually um, the next one, and I think this is going to be released that that week. The next one is coming up. It's the last Wednesday of every month from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time. That's New York time for people around the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get we get callers in from... Uh, uh last time was Australia, England, yeah, and, and America. That yeah. was the last time. Um and so we want you to to join us. The other thing you get is a newsletter that has a tremendous amount of information in it. That's monthly. You get the online program, which is the full course that takes you through the entire Freedom Model 500-page book. Um you get the uh, freedom model for the family. You get our audio books, you get our workbooks, you get the binge construct, you get, you get so much stuff. For uh, everything
0: 30... we've done, like, yeah. like the culmination of 30 years of work, 30 plus years of work for us. Um, uh, so, uh, so, you know, we're practically, we're basically giving it away, um, for, for less than $40 a month.
1: And, and people are loving it. Yeah. We, we launched this on April 1st and we took everything together. We built it during COVID and, uh, yeah, it's it's been pretty yeah. awesome.
0: Yep. Yeah. But if you want to talk to somebody, um we have a toll-free number that is open from 8 30 in the morning till 9 p.m. Monday through Thursday, from 9 uh, AM to 6 p.m. Friday through Sunday. Um it's two2626 It's in the top corner of the screen. Um you can always call if if you if you get a voicemail, you'll, you'll get Danny Weick's voicemail, um, leave a message and he will call you back.
1: Yeah. And and that's especially important for people that maybe want to come to our retreat. We've been running the St. Jude retreat where we teach the freedom model. Uh, we've been running that for 33 years, more than nearly 10,000 people have come through the, yeah. our house and uh, you would be taught by Michelle and I and Danny. Um, and again, call 888-424-2626 and uh, make that's, your
0: reservation. Or if you want to do private instruction Mm -hmm. uh, via Zoom, we have a lot of people that take advantage of that where you were, you can be working from home, you can still stay at your job um, and meet with a certified instructor. two times a week, usually for 60 to 90 minutes each session. It takes most people 12 to 15 sessions to get through the full course. Um, so it only takes you really about six six to eight weeks uh, to get through it. Um, and uh, so if you call the toll-free number, Danny can talk to you about that option as well. Yeah, it's awesome. So thank you everyone for listening today. Look at If you like our podcast, uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That helps us reach more people. It does. um, Tell your friends about it. We have the only podcast where we offer an addiction solution. All right, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye.